0: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562 314 4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Okay. Let me gather my thoughts here. I'm not supposed to be here. I could sure go for some peanut butter cups and some cupcakes right about now. <laughs> I get a call from Fleegs, and it's rare. Yeah. Was it 27 minutes ago, Fleegs? 12.42 so, or
2: 43, so the, it's under a half hour ago. Just to
1: give you the exact, this is exactly what was going on. I was sitting at my desk at SMY watching a movie on Netflix on my iPad. It was uh, Kevin Hart. Uh, where he's raising the baby or something. I don't know. There's some kind of movie with Kevin. I was like, all right, what the hell? This looks pretty good. Let me see if I can laugh for a little while. Meanwhile, his wife dies in the beginning of the movie. He's got to raise the baby on his own. Then I'm checking symptoms for pulmonary embolism, and I think I'm going to die. Anyway, my phone, which never rings because its all, I have it on silent. I'm, all, you know, Who needs who has their phone on on ring anymore? Like I'm looking at the phone all day long. If you're calling, there's a good chance I'm going to see you live calling. That's how pathetic I am with the phone. But anyway, all of a sudden, I start to hear the vibrate going off. I'm like, what the hell is this at one in the morning? Who is this? And it's Fleegs. And he said, hey, where are you? And I said, well, I'm at SNY, right down the block. But usually I leave around 30, whatever, to get here for the 2 o'clock show. And apparently Keith is not feeling well. And we hope he gets better because we've all been there before. That sucks. And the reality is, you know, if you're sick, like I remember having sick days at Home Depot or feel, not feeling well, you go home. That's it. On the radio, there's no way to cover it up. You're sick. You're screwed. Like, I mean, guys, play, extend the break. I got to go to the back. Whatever it is that the issue is, like, there's no, this is live radio here. So when I had the opportunity to help try to pick up my teammate, I said, sure. I shut the Kevin Hart movie off, got my stuff together, got in the car. 27 minutes later, here we are. Now, what should we do? <laughs> what should we discuss today? <laughs> Should we just get to the calls? I mean, are we still talking? I look at the calls. and We'll get to you guys in a little bit. Just hang in there. Jets and Rogers. I mean, here's what the, the stuff from where it's now Tuesday morning, and I obviously wasn't on Monday as I do the Sunday show with Moose, so this is kind of my Monday. But the stuff that was bothering me yesterday was the overreaction to the stupid Empire State Building. Who gives a crap? It's an idiotic building anyway. I mean, I've never set foot in it. I've lived in New York my whole life. Long Island, New York. And we'll get to Long Island in a little bit, won't we? The great Long Island. Long Island, New York. Who cares about the Empire State Building? Great, there it is. Nice lights. Big freaking deal. You guys get caught up in that. They're not sports fans. They don't care. You want to make it as a representation of this city? I guess, but it's been going on for so long now people all of a sudden are noticing this stuff. So that was one thing that drove me nuts. The other thing, and this is more important. Was the officiating or the issue with the officiating Uh, newsflash. I mean, how long have you been watching sports? Do you think that this is something new? Like at what point are we going to evolve as sports fans to realize you can't complain about the officiating? It's just like it's always going to suck. It's a given. It's a known. As a matter of fact, it's one of the great consistencies in all sports umping, refing, officiating, they all suck. It did not, to me, ruin what was an excellent championship football game. An excellent championship football game. You had the great drama of the injured Mahomes, you had the smack talk from the Bengals and their dopey mayor. You had Joe Burrow trying to eclipse Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback in the league. You had the whole Burrow head stuff. All of that. And then a great back-and-forth game. A tight game. A game where, you know, points were not easy to come by. See, that's why I look at that Bills-Chiefs game from a year ago. I think those games are overrated. I like defense myself, or at least some semblance of defense. And you had that with Kansas City and Cincinnati. You didn't have an all-out shootout. No defense. Nobody can be stopped. That to me made it a better game. You know, whether it's coaching decisions, punting, going for it. Whether it is stupid penalties that are costing your team. Hey, that's part of it. Now, I'm not saying the officiating was good. It's not the reason why the Bengals lost. Bengals didn't make enough plays. And the Chiefs did. And the Bengals made a stupid play. That game would have been going to overtime if not for the... Late hit, out of bounds. And what great drama where the biggest play of the game was Mahomes running with it on a busted up ankle. I mean, what he did, and Romo was all over it from the top of the broadcast, where he said, I think you're going to see the best of Patrick Mahomes. And I kind of felt that way when I was talking about it with Moose on Sunday. Not Mahomes specifically, but just the idea that the Bengals kind of woke up a sleeping giant why would you talk trash about Kansas City why would you go run your stupid mouths about the best team in the AFC over the course of the last whatever it's been four or five years and the Bengals got a little chirpy and you know what they got sent home and good for Mahomes is that was a game that he had to win busted ankle or not he had to win that game couldn't lose again to Joe Burrow at home And he went out there and played a tremendous game, one that will be remembered for a long time. And that shows you great toughness, great guts, takes him to another level. We know what he could do when he's fully healthy. But to play like that, after severely spraining his ankle a week ago, was an all-time great story. And then you watch the Nets and Lakers tonight, and everybody's on the bench because they got some boo-boos. I mean, come on. You got Patrick Mahomes going out there in the NFL, hobbling around on one ankle, making big plays with his legs, with his arms. And yet, you watch an NBA game where you try to, because who could really watch the Nets Lakers last night? It's unwatchable with this stuff. If it were all the stars out there, sure, I'd be watching. Tell me why I should care about the regular season NBA when it means nothing. They don't even care. They rest their players. And by the way, let's just say that the Nets and Lakers, and I know it's not going to happen, but let's just say the Nets and Lakers met in the finals. And everybody goes, oh, yeah, look at the regular season matchup. How do we put any stock in the regular season matchup? By the way, it's not or matchups. By the way, it's not just that particular matchup. It could be any matchup. Oh, the Knicks Sixers. Yeah, okay, well, how many times did so-and-so play? It's worthless, the regular season. The NBA has made the regular season worthless. And I just thought it was an interesting, you know, comparison where you look at what Mahomes did on Sunday versus what it seems no NBA player could do. I get that some guys are hurt, like KD's not going to get out there yet. He wants to play before the All-Star game, so he could go party in the All-Star game, of course, and then come back after that. That's par for the course. We know, you know, dating back to Melo, always wanted to be in the All-Star game. But the regular season doesn't mean anything. And it's hard for me to really get into, okay, so what, LeBron's going to play tonight at the Garden? Shocker. He wasn't good enough to play last night, needed some rest. And then he'll play at the Garden tonight against the Knicks? Okay. It's just, look, I grew up watching Patrick Ewing play every single night. Healthy or not, he played every single night. And that's what I grew, grew to respect. And obviously, we're far from that. Anyway, so, I mean, just a couple of different things as we go around the world of sports. 877-337-6666. The championship Sunday, it was not a disappointment because of the chiefs Bengals. The Niners game, you know, when that happens, and obviously you give credit to the Eagles' dominating performance, but when you lose a, your third-string quarterback in Brock Purdy, when you lose him, the game's over. That's it. They had no chance. Now, even if Purdy were there, Would the Eagles have lost that game? Probably not. We don't know, but probably not. Maybe the game was closer. But once he's done, and then Josh Johns, I mean, what would you think was going to happen? We didn't really get a game there with the Eagles and the Niners. But the Chiefs and Bengals did not disappoint. And now, football season is essentially over, as we got the glorified exhibition. Championship Sunday is the best. Home crowds playing for the right to go to the Super Bowl, knowing that all the focus is going to be about you for the next two weeks. You know, that's a a great feeling as a fan, knowing that you're going to have win or lose, you're going to have the attention on you and the team you grew up rooting for. You're going to have them on the attention on you for the next two weeks. That's a great feeling. The sports world, the whole world, is focused on the Chiefs and the Eagles. And not to mention, it's a great matchup. One that I was personally rooting for with Andy Reid taking on his former team. Now I will rooting hard for Kansas city in this one. How could you not? I don't think anybody's going to root for the Eagles. Although I will say that Sirianni, while he has a punchable face, I saw something yesterday where he had the post game press conference with his kids there. And it made him a little more likable. I know it's easy to hate on Sirianni, easy to hate on the Eagles and Philadelphia in general, but they're a good football team. Credit where credit is due. And Sirianni has done a great job coaching. I thought it was a huge mistake firing Peterson. You know what? The Eagles showed you they know what they're doing as a franchise. But now it's their old coach who, I don't want to say put him on the map, but Andy Reid was an excellent coach for a long time with Philadelphia. And now I'm sure a thrill for him to be able to build up the Chiefs the way that he did to go against his former team. As Jim Nance, I mean, no one in the world thought about Andy Reid going against his former team. Leave it to the brilliance of Jim Nance. Because without him, I don't think anybody would have put two and two together, of course. But Jim Nance coining the Andy Reid Bowl. Shocker. Wow. I mean, I don't know how he came up with that one. It's just such a brilliant name. But give Jim Jim credit for that, uh, of course. Because if you don't, he'll give himself credit for it. Anyway... Jim Nance coining at the Andy Reed Bowl, and I'm looking forward to that angle. Obviously, Mahomes and Hurts. That is a tremendous angle. See how healthy or how much healthier Mahomes could be. See what Jalen Hurts could do. First go around. Uh, you know, and the Eagles trying to build a little dynasty of their own here. Winning a Super Bowl just a few years ago, back in it yet again, different coach, different quarterback. It'll be a great matchup. That'll get discussed every which way possible for the next two weeks. But football season is essentially over. You know football season's over when the next game that I'll be watching is going to be with my wife. Because generally, you know, I'm by myself or I'm with the buddies watching the games downstairs, you know, multiple games at once. And then as we go on through the playoffs, similar. And championship Sunday was great. And now it's the Super Bowl. Now it'll be about Rihanna. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. We get into some baseball stuff too, as you know, look, spring training will be here before you know it. Mets packing up the truck at City Field yesterday, heading down to Port St. Lucie. I uh, saw an article in the post that'll come out, I guess, today that John Heyman wrote about with the Mets and Shohei Otani. So we can get into that as well. Whatever really is on your mind on this now Tuesday morning when this happened you talked about it on the fan Swung on. there
3: it goes deep
4: left it is high It is far it is gone number
3: 62 to set the new american league record
2: when new york sports happens talk about it here the fan
4: 1019 fm and always live on the free odyssey app
1: Like all the salakata back on the fan, by the way. All the stuff that I wanted to talk about was just nonsensical drama BS. The stupid Empire State Building and what they did, the um the refs and all that stuff, the Kayvon Thibodeau tweet. I mean, my goodness, Quentin Williams with the tweet that was since deleted where we he's talking about, see, now they know what I feel. And now the Niners know how I feel with no offense. Like, come on, guys. Can we grow up, please? Kayvon Thibodeau, really taking shots at the 49ers? Do you think the Giants were better? Well, if they were if the Giants were better, how come you didn't have a good as better record as they did? What what, what I don't understand. What happened there? Giants are so good. Why didn't, they, why didn't they have a better record? Come on now. Have a clue as to what you're talking about. The team lost their. They were they were their third string quarterback. How do you think the Giants would have fared this year had they lost Daniel Jones? How do you think the Giants would have fared if they lost Daniel Jones for five games, let alone for the rest of the season? The way that the Niners lost Garoppolo or Trey Lance, for that matter, pick one. It's just it's just I can't take it. The immaturity. It's embarrassing. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Ricardo calling from Tom's River. What's up, Ricardo?
5: Hey, 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 what's up, Sal, my guy?
1: What's up, Ricardo?
5: Yeah, I just wanted to say I completely agree with, with that tweet. The, the Niners have nothing on the Giants, absolutely nothing.
1: Except a better record, and they've been far better of a franchise. No, I, I
5: highly disagree. The Eagles, the Eagles blew them out. They blew them out, and they really destroyed them. And It, it, it wasn't a contest.
1: Who, you're talking about the Eagles or the Giant game? Uh, the uh, Giant game or the Niner game? Which one?
5: No, The the, the Niner game.
1: Well, what happened in the Giant game? On well,
5: the Giant game, all the Eagles were the superior team.
1: Oh, okay. And I'll admit
5: that. No, I'll admit that.
1: R- Ricardo. Ricardo, do me a favor. L- I'll, let, I'll me just, let, about... let me just. No, no, no. I, here's what I'm telling you. You sound clueless. And that's the nicest way that I could possibly say it.
5: Did You just call me clueless.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to call you a lot worse if you keep going. Uh, uh, what? You you can't come on the air and think that I'm going to let a, you get away with calling the Giants a better team than the 49ers it Just doesn't work like that.
5: Why not? Because they, they, they're not. With a third string because they're not. Out. The next guy comes in. He comes. Yeah. Back how back would there. the
1: Giants do with their third string quarterback, Knucklehead? Huh? You get lost. Well, I mean, are we on planet Earth here? Your first call of the week. Yeah. Right first call of the week that's what we do you agree with the Kayvon thibodeau tweet i mean you gotta be kidding me i come in in a nice mood i'm doing an extra hour here because keith is not feeling well that's what we're gonna start with make some sense please like i love when everybody calls i love when you listen i love when people call i love talking sports i love having a good debate you don't have to agree we can disagree agree whatever but you got to be sensical you can't come on here and say, well, the, the Niners got blown out. Yeah, well, what do you think happened in the Giant game? And by the way, that was with the Giants' starting quarterback. The Niners lost their third-string quarterback who became their starter after Trey Lance went down, after Jimmy Garoppolo went down. Then they lost Brock Purdy. What do you want him to do exactly? If you don't know, not think, if you don't know that the Niners are a far- far superior team to the Giants you aren't paying attention the Niners have been winning playoff games and getting to Super Bowls when the Giants were coached by Ben McAdoofus and Pat Shermer you're going to compare the two organizations right now Giants had no quarterback excuse me the Niners had no quarterback and they still scored the same amount of points the Giants did. Come on now, this is not even a it's not even a real conversation. Simon is calling from Brooklyn. Simon,
6: Yo Sha, what's up? How's it going? How are you, Simon? I'm doing good. Um, we're going to bring some normalcy to the night tonight because I'm not sure what that caller was thinking. That was one of the stupidest takes I've ever
2: heard. <laughs> nice.
6: and how dumb can Kayvon Thibodeau be? How clueless can you be? Do you, you don't think people read Twitter? You don't people think people see things and have half a sense of normalcy to realize that the Niners are far Far superior to what the Giants are.
1: Thibodeau and embarrassed himself, and I like him as a player. 100%. But come on, and he got owned by Joe Staley on Twitter for the Niners, the former Niners an offensive lineman. To
6: Joe Staley after that, what was that? again another stupid idea? And, and
1: yeah, I right. Was Who was? are you? I mean, come on, dude. What? Show some respect. Who are you? He's, He's accomplished more than what? you did. Yeah, and then how the about Lawrence? He's accomplished more than you. Did you see He's Lawrence? Won the playoffs? What have you done? Did you see Lawrence Tynes chiming in like? Dude, that guy can't get enough attention. It's pathetic. You are a kicker, bro. You're a kicker. Go away. Go away. I don't care how many big kicks you made or what Super Bowls you won. You're a kicker. Shut up. (laughs)
6: 100% Sal, I agree. Um, My point, though, is on Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. I'm a hungry Jet fan. I I became a fan after the two AFC Championship games. So the only thing I know about the Jets is losing – and butt fumbles and, and all the history of our just, you know, pathetic franchise. But um, Aaron Rodgers, man, I mean, you look at a guy who maybe he hasn't won, but he's, he's all about winning in the playoffs, getting to the playoffs. He's always at the top of the league. I would sell my left leg for the guy. Give him anything. Two first rounds. So you're going to go with you some other
1: to... body part there, FYI.
6: Dude, dude, I'll go with that too. <laughs> I don't need children if I can get a Super Bowl.
7: Yes. Give me a damn Super Bowl. <laughs>
1: Thank you, Simon. That's a great call. Oh, I'm sorry to cut you short. I thought we'd done that. You, that. Come on, you ended it perfectly. That is a great call. All right, one bad, one great so far. One awful, one great call. I'd sign up for that 50 50. I am not going to disagree. I mean, I was talking about Rodgers and the Jets all last week. We will continue to do so, I'm sure, until it actually happens here in this offseason. You know, obviously with the Super Bowl and then, you know, after the Super Bowl, see what happens. But it's a no-brainer. Now, I get worried if the Dolphins get involved because it's not about the Jets anymore. This is about where Rodgers is going to choose to go. If, in fact, the Packers stick to the idea of we're not trading him in the NFC, the Jets are in a great spot. Maybe the leading spot. Unless Miami gets involved. Sorry. If Miami gets involved, then I might start to think, eh, I don't know. Maybe Aaron could go choose the Dolphins. But we'll see. Jets are so far showing that they're willing to do whatever it takes to put themselves in a position to go get Rodgers or at least make their organization the most appealing landing spot for him. All the pieces are in place. This is not about, and I'm sure there are some Jet fans out there who still don't want them, but it shouldn't be about that. It's not about should they go get Aaron Rodgers? No, it's about will Aaron Rodgers come here? Yes, they should go get Aaron Rodgers. Of course they should go get Aaron Rodgers. Well, I mean, how would you not want Aaron Rodgers? And I don't know. I'd rather have the draft picks and see if we could develop somebody. No, you go get Aaron Rodgers. Every time Matt is calling from Hoboken. What's up, Matt?
5: What's going on, man? Uh, first time caller. Just, uh, calling in, chiming about the Empire State Building saga. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I've been a longtime Giants fan my whole life. I am mainly am a hockey fan. I'm actually coming from men's league hockey. Humble brag, but I still <laughs> Um Ultimately, you know, to me, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but I think New York has a little bit more gusto than that to be posting the colors of a rivalry team.
1: Well, no, the I- the Empire State Building showed their true colors. And it's not it's not going to back New York. It's either going to sell out for whatever reason they did it, but it's been going on for a while apparently. I didn't even notice. Did you know that they did it for the Phillies who got to the World Series? I had no idea. No, no, I truly
5: had no idea, but in the age of social media there is no secrets these days. So, I guess we'll we'll start seeing more and more of it, you know, it's just Ultimately, you know, it's not like you said, it's not that big of a deal, but you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, have a little bit of competitive soul in you, and, you know. Well how about we some to-
1: how about some common sense? Like, are you stupid? You're gonna light the Empire State building up for Philadelphia's team's colors? You're New York. Stop it. it Stop selling it should it, only be lit for New York and that is it.
5: That is one hundred and ten percent it. We we have enough sports teams as it is. We got three hockey teams, two football teams, two baseball teams. Like, you know, you can light the empire state building up any color you want, you know, just, you know, let's use, like you said, common sense. Uh, also, I just wanted to, uh, shout out Keith, the last guy, mm. that guy is a, that guy is a trooper, man. I, you know, as anyone who's gone through, uh, you know, anything that he's was going through, you feel for him. And he trooped through it for a while. I've am been I'm driving around Hoboken looking for a parking spot for quite some time. And he, uh, he definitely battled, man. Yeah, so, you, you got him.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. And we hope he feels better. And thanks for the call, Matt. That's not something to mess. It's not something to mess around with. I'll tell you what, doing a radio show can be challenging enough. Try doing a radio show when you're not feeling well. I mean I'm not talking about the sniffles, although that could be difficult too, because you gotta talk. Blowing your nose every five seconds, turning and off like this. Up, oh, mic on and off. Sneezing into the mic. It's it's pain in the neck, but this, I mean, maybe a little more severe. So we hope he's better. Yeah, it's it's a rough one. And that was telling. Fleece, I hope he made it home in time. I mean, you never know. You're rolling the dice. Henry's calling from Long Island. What's up, Henry? Hey, uh, how's it going, Sal? How are you, Henry?
7: Good, good. You know. It- it's funny that you mentioned the Empire State Building because you know what the Eagles colors on the Empire State Building kind of reminds me of what's that? It kind of reminds me of Salakata wearing an Islander's jersey. Well, I'll
1: get into that at four o'clock. I mean, I don't know why people are making such a big deal of it. You guys don't even know the story. you know some yeah, of it I guess
7: I'll tell the story later, so I'm not gonna interrupt that. But um, it was kind of an interesting uh, last few days. And uh, here's, thinking-
1: Let me just say the difference. Though, and by the way, it is a huge day for the Islanders. They made a major trade, obviously, as you know. Maybe you want to get into it. The difference yeah. is the city of New York made itself look foolish by disrespecting every New York team. I did not do that. So that is a difference. And I get where you were going with the comparison, but I did not do that. Anyway, go ahead.
7: Uh, Ask me one quick question. Do you did you see uh, Steve Cohen there? Were you able to meet him? I, I, I did. I did see
1: Steve Cohen there. I saw Steve Cohen and his wife, and I did not. So here's what happened. I, I look. Maybe I don't need to save the whole thing for four o'clock, but I'll give some version of it here. I, Steve Cohen and Alex Cohen were there. Now Todd Zeal, who I work with at SNY, I found out he was going separately from me. And then he mentioned that the Cohens might be there, and I was like, "Oh crap! I had no idea. I was just going with Giannotti, so I had no idea what to expect." And then he said, "I'll introduce you to Alex Cohen, Steve Cohen's wife," and I said, "Okay." So now when I saw her in the in the in the box, I didn't say anything because I didn't want to just go up to her without getting the introduction from Zila. I figured it'd be much better. But the way things went, Zeal was being pulled in 9 million different directions. Geo and I, actually, they had us on the Jumbotron, so we moved. You know, During the first period, everybody was moving around. Second period, Cohen and his wife and Zeal left to go watch the game down on the ice. Then when they came back up, we left in the third period to go watch the game on the ice. So anyway, bottom line, I was there right next to both Cohens. I did not say hello to them uh, at that particular point.
7: No, just because when I saw you on the Jumbotron, I was sitting down in the lower bowl. I couldn't hear you doing the uh, Potvin whistle, so I was kind of surprised.
1: <laughs> I, I can't make any promises, Henry. I don't know if that's going to be retired or not because it's so much fun. Now, we did meet Potvin. He was in the suites as well. He was in that, in the owner's box as well. And I did say to him, where are your socks? You know, Potvin socks. And he had no idea, of course, that I was a Die Hard Ranger fan, but he, he took a picture, and that was that. <laughs>
7: well, that's nice. Um, no, I just wanted to get into it a little bit. Um, you know, it was funny, like a couple of days ago, I'm, I'm a diehard Islanders fan. I go to almost all the games, and, you know, I'm like, Green so arena. done with this. And um, I'm like, you know, I don't really see this going any other way other than nowhere. So, you know, I was like in Facebook saying, you know, I think we should sell off this player, get a couple picks, maybe trade Nelson, and see where we can go for next season. I am so I was so excited about Atu Ratu being maybe like the, the future second-line center behind Barzell and having a, a first-round pick for the first time in a few years. And, of course, the Islanders have to win two games. They always do this. They always make it even keel so that they maybe have a chance, and then they trade the future for Bo Horvat. Now, who's a great player. He, he plays a great brand of hockey. He's 27. So oh, I mean, he's the best
1: scorer immediately that they have, which they desperately needed. The question is, though, and I get what you gave up, right? The question is, do you think it's worth it if they could sign him long-term? Yes. Okay, so so you know how this works being an Islander fan. You have to do that. You, have to, you can't wait to free agency. You get burned too many times. You have to take a chance, bring him in here, and then hope to sign him long-term. Well, I think Lou Amorello
7: has that in his mind. Now, it's interesting. I don't know how this is going to work, but Bo Horvat is playing in the All-Star game next weekend as a Canuck. So, um, or representing the Canucks at least. Well, he can't so, anymore, he's, right? He's not on the Canucks anymore. Right. but He's still Boeing, and apparently he's representing. He's wearing a Canucks patch on his All Star jersey. So they said I that.
1: They said that still. Yes,
7: yes, they said that still.
1: So, now, um, how does as, it work as, with the teams? I forget. Are we? It's not East first West, or it, it is? He, oh, it's divisions. So he's going to be playing to me, still. He's still playing for the for the Canucks division I think he's playing for that for their division yes um i don't know if
7: he ha- he'll have the patch or what but they play like three periods of hockey essentially. they play three different games of right, hockey right right which- like it's actually interesting i like it more than the other all. yeah games. i mean but, i would
1: say i'm going on vacation so i won't watch it but normally it is fun i used to love the all-star weekends for the nhl and the nba like more so than the regular season at times yeah. but i i'd rather east first west all right divisions whatever but it's to me once you get traded you could go to the all-star game you cannot be a part of the canucks you're not you're not a part of the division anymore it doesn't make any sense
7: doesn't one team doesn't every team have to have one representative? That's what I'm thinking. Like they they where they would have to scramble to find another Canuck in that team. Oof. It hey, gets but, really but you know but him.
1: but you know what? That's the and thanks for the call, Henry. Appreciate you checking in. But that's the breaks. Like l- let's just say that the Yankees had one representative and they trade that representative before the you know, they trade him before the all star game. What happens? He's going to play for the Yankees? It doesn't work like that. No way. He'd play, wear whatever uniform or hat, I guess. However, they do it with baseball now with these uniforms get all confusing. But he'd represent the team you get traded for. You can't represent the Yankees. You get traded. Whatever team. I'm just using the Yankees as an example here. That doesn't make any sense. But look, this is a power move by Lamarillo and the Islanders. Get in. Get into the postseason. I'm all for it. Islanders, Rangers, Devils in the postseason? Oh, that'd be great drama around here if it could happen. You like this move, Fleegs? You're an Islander fan. I mean, this is a big deal. You get a big-time score in here. I know you give up Atu Ratu, but...
2: Let me listen. They gave up, like, Bovilla has been disappointing for a few years now out of the postseason, outside of the postseason magic. I've been saying for a while they need to take a risk, and for whatever reason, the free agents still aren't coming to Long Island. Yeah. So I've been saying for a while they need to take a risk, Bring in somebody, take that chance, and convince him in the couple months that he's here to stay here. They did that. They did that with a big-time player, big-time scorer. Maybe I would have preferred a natural winger, but maybe you move Horvat, or if you have him at center, you move someone like Barzell to the wing. Maybe he can be a little bit better there. This was the kind of move that they had to make, that Lewis had to make with this group for a while now. I'm hoping it's not too little too late. But, no, I'm all on board with this move. Enough of the prospect hoarding. Enough of the pick hoarding. At some point, they had to be aggressive and go out and get a big-time player. They finally did it. Yeah, and you
1: hope that they can convince him. And I'll tell you this. As I said in the little uh, video we tweeted out here for the fan, if there's anything that Ledecky can do to keep him, he's going to do it. You will get first-class service. I have no qualms about that. From Ledecky. And that building is great. You have a great owner. You know, I I know the taxes on Long Island are ridiculous and whatever. But still, uh, the Islanders are going to get a chance to make their pitch here and keep Bo Horvat long term. This is the way you do it. Because in free agency, maybe they wouldn't have even gotten a look from him.
2: Unfortunately, that's just the way it works. That's been their unfortunate reality the last few years. Or even if not just getting a look, guys have had an inclination to go somewhere else. Like they've, you know, Panarin wanted the Rangers going in. Boudreaux wanted to go to another. There are guys that want to end up in certain places, but now you have a couple of months to try to convince Orvat, okay, you know what? Long Island is great. UBS Arena is great. This is a good core of players to Fans be with. Fans are passionate. And this, this is where you want to be for the next seven or eight years.
1: Yeah. I, it's better than, you know, we talked about this with Otani. I think it's a little bit different, but you want to have whatever trade uh, you know, the guy's going to be a free a free agent to be. You want to have them in your organization, give them a good feel for it. But the Islanders, it's almost necessary for them to be able to do it. So I love this move for them making the big time trade to get Bo Horde back.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. There's joy in every journey.
3: And it takes a knee, and the New York Giants are the Super Bowl 42 champions. When
1: this happened, you talked about it on The Fan.
3: They knock off the mighty Patriots 17-14.
1: When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live
3: on the free Odyssey app.
1: Seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. It really is remarkable. Fleets and I were just talking about it. The I'm trying to think if I've ever met an owner before. I think I've met the Will Ponds maybe once or twice, but it was like a, a hello out at uh, City Field once, like before a game or something like that. But to actually sit there and talk with, with Ledecky for a night, man. The, the, we had a caller last week call and talk about Woody Johnson how he's oh. Of, forward thinker, whatever the hell it was that he was saying. He's a, a people's person and a man of the people. I uh, Look, I don't know Woody Johnson, but I know this. You could not be more in touch with your fan base than John Ledecky. And Steve Cohen, too, but different. Now, I, like I said, I didn't get a chance to meet him, but these are by far, and maybe you want to throw the maras in there as well, but it's kind of different with them. They've been established for a long time, well-respected, run the organization well. Cohen and Ledecky have that ability to connect and resonate with the fans and if you're an Islander fan you could not want anything more from Ledecky what a great great guy and just down earth and obviously putting your team in the best position possible the results may vary but all you could ask for as an owner is to do everything he can to put the put a winning team together and he's done that just like Steve Cohen Bob is calling from Bayside what's up Bob
4: couple of quickies before i get to my main point mm-hmm. the, the rooney's of Pittsburgh were great with the fans still great people anyway because uh, I, I happen to know one of them personally uh one point on Well, uh, was,
1: just to specify bob i was talking new york
4: yeah okay well, yeah well the rooney family right, also I get you. I get the rooney you. family also owned jack's raceway so they were oh okay the, i didn't know that yeah they owned uh, they owned Yonkers raceway uh they sold out to MGM. Now MGM owns it. Yeah, oh, okay. MGM bought Borgata down in Atlantic City. Uh, one point, on the Empire State Building, the Empire State Building months ago said that whoever won each each conference, they were going to put the cause. So it's no preference to the Eagles. They didn't know the Eagles were going to win at that point. Uh that's that's number number two. And by the way, isn't green and white the Jets colors?
1: Yeah, but they said it for the Eagles. And they've done this before, so no, it's just no, that we're they, noticing now.
4: From what I heard, they promised months ago that whoever was. Right, won but, each they, conference, but they but they, they tweeted out
1: they tweeted out with a message, fly Eagles fly. Right, like well. it was like it, does, it just doesn't make any sense. You're New York City. What are you doing that? I, I don't care if they put the colors, you know, for something special nationally. It doesn't have to be just about sports obviously, but when it comes to sports, it's New York. Like enough. And and by the way, I couldn't care less about it. I know people are making a big deal. Yeah, I don't want to go on that. Well, issue. whatever. It's just blatantly stupid the way, that they I, do it. Yeah.
4: One more quick thing before I get to my main point. That first call you had, Ricardo, just remi- he's a Giant fan. Just remind me of one thing. When Daniel Jones last year went down with his neck injury, the last six games was played by Mike Glennon, and he averaged nine points a game.
1: Right. The, the, <laughs> nine the, when points you, a game. when You, look you at the, need a quarterback. Even you would admit, Bob, the Niners are better than the Giants, and what the Niners had to overcome this year is remarkable. And the fact that you would compare the two blowout losses to the Eagles – under different circumstances, just doesn't make any sense. Let me
4: answer that, Sal. Yeah, the Niners and, and Philadelphia are two elite teams in the right in the NFC. But I could see the Giants if you if you give Daniel Jones a month competing for the next the next year. You know, with Dallas and with the other teams. Uh, but will you admit one thing that the Niners were in a weaker division this year than the Giants? Uh,
1: the Niners were in a weaker the Rams, division. The, the Rams
4: didn't show up. Right.
1: Cardinal stunk. Seattle, uh, Seattle was okay. Back, was, yeah. Seattle came yeah. back down to Oh, well, but, but the Giants still had a weaker schedule. I mean, okay. the Giants had one of the weakest schedules. But anyway. All
4: right. Good. My last point, Aaron Rodgers, if, first of all, does he have a no-trade contract? Yes or no? No. I don't know. no. Okay. But if it's up to him, if Green Bay says, uh, do you want to stay here, Aaron Rodgers should not want to come to the Jets. And here's why. Uh, and you, you, I can prove my point by asking you one question. Does Aaron Rodgers have a better chance of winning the NFC North or winning the AFC
1: East? Right, but I'm not sure it's about that. The Packers, the he reports wants to win, were, so. no, but the reports were that the Packers were leaning toward moving on from Aaron Rodgers. It well, feels that's like another it's, thing. Well, I was Aaron yeah. Rodgers,
4: and I wanted to stay in Green Bay. I get behind closed doors. I tell him, listen. We put it all together. The last seven games of the season, we won six out of seven. There's this right, but he,
1: it's run its course. There, Bob. That's the thing. It,
4: no, it, there's a new stud there. This guy, this guy, uh, Christian Watson.
1: No, I, says, I know, but but look, and he's not a stud just yet. Rogers tried to help him. Rodgers tried to help him develop and you know make him even better. But Bob, and thank you for the call. They have Jordan Love, who they're trying to develop. They can't wait around on Aaron Rodgers forever and keep going through the same song and dance. Every year. So as an organization, they need to make that decision. If they want to keep Rodgers, then he's going to have to make the decision. Do I want to stay or do I want to retire? If they say they're willing to trade him, then they got to figure out where to. He still may retire. And by the way, the NFC North is not going to be as easy as you think. And obviously the AFC East is not easy, but the Lions are better. You know, who knows if the Bears will ever improve, but at least they have a quarterback with Justin Fields and the Vikings, and even though they suck, they won thirteen games. Marco Belletti joins us now. Mark, you have any regrets about uh, going to a four team parlay? Some mistakes were made.
3: <laughs> you would have hit the two teams. Yeah, I know, I know. But I would have never been able to catch up with you anyway. Well I, you again, would've... I was trying to swing. I you know no, I don't I, have much I respect time left.
1: It. I respect it.
3: Week six, that would have been a stupid play. Championship Sunday, I don't have a lot of time. So
1: uh, I hit the two-team parlay and the money line. Fleegs hit the money line. You hit the money line. And both you guys, Fleegs went, uh, I think, two and one in his parlay. And you went two and two. You had both overs at whatever. I mean,
3: Uh, again. Right. You took a chance. uh, Yeah. you said both unders. Yeah, I needed the points. That's all it was.
1: So you're at 58, Fleegs is at 64 and I am at what's 81 plus a 4, a 114. No, I thought you had the Eagles, Fleegs. Oh, that oh, was not, just not we not did money the, the one parlay, choice, I'm sorry. Right, yeah, right. The, the, yeah, just the money line, not parlay. I'm sorry. The money line bet. Um anyway, I'm at 114. It's basically like is it over? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I would think so. I don't even know how we would play the Super Bowl, but. I don't know. How many
2: points do you have? I think he's got like 50.
1: 114. Because we said the two-team parlay is normally 20 plus 10, right? right? Because even if we
2: do something that gets us up to the normal 40 points for the Super Bowl, or like I would need 50 and you would need to get a zero in order to tie you. It it seems pretty over.
1: And I don't know how we're going to play it anyway, but I'm on vacation next week.
3: And so this was I was wrapping it up before vacation. No,
1: we could still do it, but I just gotta text you guys. Who's are you hosting any of these shows? Fleegs when no, I'm, I'm out? with
2: the morning show next week.
1: Ah, oh, that's right because they're gonna be. We in could do our, it
2: this Thursday. I mean, we know what the line's gonna right, be. Right,
1: that's fair. We could have some fun this Thursday and wrap it up and get if I get to figure out some stuff. But anyway, um I was looking it over because as I'm watching the games, I'm like, oh, who had what? And I remembered. That we had both Kansas City and uh, the Eagles, but I did not check the over unders.
3: Now this gets me absolutely nothing. But the only game I got wrong, winner, money line, was a Giant Eagle game
1: of the whole playoffs. <laughs> yeah, really?
3: Yeah, gets me nothing. That's the only game I got. So wrong. you
1: picked every correct winner. Uh-huh. You should have done one of those one of those brackets. But although I guess if you did that, you would have the Giants beating the Eagles, and then
3: yeah, I mean I got the AFC completely right. Wow. Oh. Yeah, if I would have done maybe like a 7 leg parlay, who the hell knew?
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm my right. first Moneyline loss of the playoffs was the AFC Championship game. I was sitting there thinking, yeah. I'm about to get every game right leading into the Super Bowl. So
3: I, we, we did the same thing. We both got one wrong through the entire playoffs.
2: I definitely did not because I had Dallas and
1: uh, and Buffalo the week before. Right. Um, what was I just going to do? Oh, even the callers. We had like three or four callers call in and give parlays. None of them had either. Everybody either had the Bengals or an over under that didn't come through out of the two or three uh, that called in. So just a two teamer, Chiefs and Eagles. And would you know, as I actually put my money where my mouth was last Sunday <laughs> and took a bath, this Sunday I was like, you know what?
3: I'm not going to do it. I just. <laughs> it's always the case. Every single of time. Of course it always.
1: is. And I'm still on the hole. But to Fleet's point, because we're talking about this off the air. You know, it was it was even with Philadelphia the pick. Once um, Purdy goes down, all exactly. bets are off. Like I can't even sit there and say, "See, I told you." There's a chance the Niners could have won that game. And the same thing with the late game. Like, yeah, all right, we had the Chiefs, but that game easily could have gone either way. Mm-hmm. You're sweating that game out the entire time. Yeah. So sometimes it's nice to sit back, stress free, and not have to worry about it and just worry well, about. I mean, the pick. again,
3: we go through like the whole playoffs. I mean, not for nothing. Uh, Fleas, both and I had the uh, Jags beating the uh, Chargers. Right. I didn't expect them to spot them 27 points. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, you, you pick what it is, and then, then you find out what happens. Right.
1: I always say sometimes the results, you know, the results may vary. The right pick may not have been the Jaguars necessarily, but turns out that they won. So, I mean, they at least cash it out.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.